You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the table here at The Comedy Cellar. We're here with, of course, uh, my uh, lovely, <laughs> my lovely, uh, unrequited love, Kristen Montella, <laughs> uh, the fantastic Mr. Dan Natterman. Um, oh, fantastic! Usually, you say my arch enemy. Oh, uh, now that you, uh, <laughs> now, now you were triumphant on Letterman, and um, uh, one of our regular comics at the Comedy Cellar, the the very funny Mr. Lenny Marcus, Hello. and we have a special guest who agreed to fill in at the last minute because the lady from um, the office. Canceled on us. At the oh last my minute. god! I, can- no, I did so much were- research. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, 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 I did you? Yeah, I got research. I did too. You introduce him. You introduce no, him. No, first but of all, he by- was going to be here anyway. Yes. He just agreed but, to switch. You, you You're minimizing him. him by saying he filled in last minute. He was going to be here next week, and we were Actually, looking before, forward to before it. Before we introduce him, can I just say there's a there's a guy at the bar <laughs> who I believe is the son of one of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah. Is that right? I don't watch that show. I hope so, because he looks like it. I believe it's Christopher Manzo. Should should we invite him over to the podcast? Uh, First of all, we don't have a mic. Second of all, I didn't do any research. Second of all, (laughs) Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, let's Steve. Steve is oh our God. Steve. Why don't you ask the guy? <laughs> tell him that the commies are doing a podcast, and we'd love to have him come say hello. He's like the size of the whole table. Yes. No, it's not that guy. It's the other one. I don't even I got, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't hear Steve. Can I ask him if it's him. No, Talk no, it? no. Because if it's not, that'd be funny too. Okay. You got but not till like the next half hour. No, like, no, now. I want to do it we right don't now. have any room. Listen, there's only I'm in charge here. All right. What's the guy's name? <laughs> I believe it's Chris Talk Manzo. Talk into the mic, Steve. Don't say. I, I would say don't say. Yeah. Just say. Would you like to come over? And if it's not him, it'll be fun surprise. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, him. I think it's him. I think it's <laughs> I him. Told he, you. I, he, I he, never he, watched that show. He shook Steve's hand, and Steve. I believe, actually, I'm Steve, told he's the funny one. Steve so. winced in pain. Has anybody seen? Oh, here it is. <laughs> All right, come here. He's gonna come here. This is uh, this is the universe. Should I give him my spot? No, you come. You come sit sit by me. I'll give him my spot. Okay, no, no, no. Okay. And, and then we'll then we'll Hi, introduce you to the mystery. I guest. like the build up. I like this. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're here at the Comedy Cellar podcast, and um, of course, uh, no, no, okay. a nice looking guy. We're, we're gonna introduce you to what? Well, no, Chris, and you do it. His name is Chris Manzo, yeah. and he's the son of one of the real housewives of New Jersey. One, the most important housewife of New Jersey in many people's estimation. Talk, so how you doing? Mine being one of them. How you guys doing? <laughs> Talk right into the mic there. <laughs> nice to meet you, all you guys. What's up, Same. brother? How you doing? Uh, it's a pleasure Closer. to meet you. I'm not familiar with the show. Is this a reality television show? <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What, what, quickly, just for, for our, our people, I know it's one of the highest rated shows on television. My wife watches it all the time, but uh, what, what's the premise of the real housewives of New Jersey? Uh, <laughs> it, it's honestly just a bunch of women that despise each other all getting together once a week and having all kinds of, you know, womenly problems and things like that. To be perfectly honest, I haven't watched that much of this year to be able to tell you about it. How many years has it been on? Five. Seasons. Five years? And your yeah. mother's been on it since the beginning? Yeah. And as you, She's as, like, she's nice though. She's not like the, like a typical reality. She's a nice person. one? Yeah, she's cool. Are your parents married? They are. How did, how did your mother... Did we say what your mother's name is on the show? Caroline. Caroline. How did your mother get chosen to be on the show? It was weird. Um, we, we come from a pretty nice area in North Jersey, and uh, there was a salon in town that 
some producers just walked up to and they were um, asking if they know some interesting people and things like that and they didn't they couldn't think of anyone so they sent them to my mom who just knows a bunch of people so in doing that conversation and recommending this person that person that person they asked her to be on it because just how she was pretty level-headed and uh stuff like that this is marcus oh my god is a he just brought a huge guy with him <laughs> he's not like a security guy i can't he's describe he's huge yeah i thought it was the rock at first he, he <laughs> <laughs> the rock is small oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's bigger he's next to He's big. You're bigger than The Rock. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't have a microphone. Listen, I, Steve, Steve just... Uh, Good. What's your name? Marcus. Marcus? Yes. And Marcus is like a superhero name. You play for the Giants? I do. I do. Oh, wow. And do you, are you friends with Chris because of his well, mother? I'm friends with him because... like, he, I don't really like him that much, but like the, the benefits I get just being around him... I don't want to tell you what to do, but you got to talk into the microphone. That's why. Even closer? <laughs> Oh, you there see, you this is the guy who knows like, how to be coached. Go I ahead. I can't hear myself. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> the volume I have to speak in. All right. So, so anyway, so we're talking about his mom. And uh, Dan, t- take your mic back into it. But wow. Is, is well, Marcus, what's his, you can speak for what? him because he doesn't yeah. have a mic. Marcus, Marcus who? What's Marcus, I got this one. I don't have to do research on this. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> Lenny works for the Giants. I work for the Giants. So uh, Marcus Kuhn, defensive tackle. He's hurt right now, correct? We got to get him back on the field. He had a pretty good rookie year. He made the team for his second year. Lenny is a statistician for the Giants. I work for John Berger. So, yeah. And uh, Marcus had a great year. We got to get him back on the field. We'd love to have him back. What's the matter? What do you, what do you, hamstring, Chris, Chris, give him the mic. Work the sports here. Go ahead. It was my knee. So, uh, hopefully starting week six, I'll be, I'll be good to go again. And Noam, you didn't play a lot of football or you did play a lot of football, but you're from Germany originally, right? I'm originally from Germany, came here six years ago, went to NC State. And, and you just um, picked up football then? Well, I pretty much, me and my dad showed up at college with a highlight DVD and just walked in different schools and like, hey, I can play football. And then I got some scholarship offers. And five years later, I was drafted. And they coached him up. And he beat uh, out, like, guys have been playing football, like Marvin Austin. He's not around anymore. Well, well, first of all. Amazing. Showed them. I want to say something. The German, and we got to get back to Chris and then to Mad Dog, but the Germans are incredible people. I mean, how many times can you beat these people down in one century and have them rise to the top? You know, they're, they're already dominating Europe yet again, only this time with pacifism. And, and, uh, Which is good, right? We, we evolved. It's amazing. I mean, this is an amazing people that they dominate. Classical. I mean, every just wanted era. to dominate the center to get a few sacks. The Giants need them really bad. Yeah. Right? Would you agree? I mean, I know you're not allowed to talk eugenically. Being German is bad, bad form. But, but really, it's an amazing people. I mean, again and again and again, rising to the to the to the top of the heap. Yeah. Well, when we we rose to the top in a very bad way, but I think right now we're more like a positive example about like the modern world when it comes down to different. Like issues in the world, so no, yeah. I, I'm not criticizing you guys. I mean, I'm not, I'm no, not, I'm, you know, forgive and forget. I'm bigger I'm not, than you. You better not. <laughs> I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, despite uh, the well. despite the, uh, the 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 mistakes you may or may not have made, it's still it's still an amazing uh, thing I, to see this this same. Be- I mean, you be- who could have been beaten down more and more rises up, and then they get beaten down again. Now they're on top of the heap in Europe again. Anyway, and did you just getting back to Germany? Did you read in the paper today that uh, in Russia? One guy almost killed another guy. They were arguing about Immanuel Kant, 
on the street, and they were drunk, and AJ, one guy almost beat the other guy to death because they disagreed about, look, look at him on the other. All right. Is that oh. the German onion? What do you, I don't have Isn't no Kant, isn't Kant German? Yeah, yeah. Kant's German. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank, so in, in Russia, apparently, Kant's they German. argue about uh, great philosophers on the street. So anyway, so getting back to you and your mom, I'm just curious. Do you think they, they, did they pick your mom because she was um, outrageous in some way, because she had big, long nails? Was she like uh, the characters in Goodfellas? Was she? No, it, the, the interesting thing about her, she's... Very, she's the anti-reality star. She really is. She's very normal. She doesn't even wear makeup most of the time. She's right. very, uh, she's a normal. We are honestly, we're confused as to why they chose her in the first place. Still to this day. Now, now tell us the question. Of course, we want to know. we got uh, how much of it is staged. It's not staged in the sense that anybody's coached, or honestly, it's really not. But in, at certain times, I like to say it's like a real reaction to a fake situation, where I can only speak for myself because I don't know what other people film. They might. You know, write things on their own. I have no idea, but um, I know that there's times where we'll have to go to, uh, let's just say here. Okay, we're at uh, we're at the bar, and they might say, "Oh, um, by the way, your sister's boyfriend's here to come." I didn't invite him, but w whatever we talk about is going to be not as exciting. You know, it's going to be a little bit more amped up and things like that because we know what we're really supposed to be doing while we're there. So they create a fake situation and they hope, and they have some volatile people. And they hope, yeah, but again, my role on it is very small, so it's hard for me to say what anybody else does. They might be totally fake. It might be all real. I have no idea. What we have to do is kind of just be the old men at the end of the Muppets and make fun of them all for the stupid things they do and stuff like that. Well, in any event, it's, we're pleased to have a, a reality show in a New York Giants uh, it's all over the. It's all across the board today. What is? Okay. But this, this, this is what I don't understand about sports: is like people root for the New York Giants because they're New Yorkers, but obviously people on the New York Giants aren't not only not from New York, they're not even from American. So why are you? I don't. I never understand sports fans. Like I root for the Americans in the Olympic team because everybody's American. Or I root for my college because I went there. But I never got laid there, so I root against them. <laughs> and the jocks beat you up. <laughs> well, no, that's that's high school, not college. Oh, sorry. Uh, um, but, yeah, he's not even American. God bless him. But why would you root for a team that's made up of people that aren't even from the city you're from? I'm just rooting for a good game. That, well, that's how I, I see it. I, I but you're taking a, a little game. literally, aren't you? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But like what I, is it about the New York Giants look that at has the anything size to do with New York? Look well, at the size of the guy. I'm rooting for a giant. Okay, you that's know, true. He is literally a giant. Because <laughs> that's right. But the point is, is what when you're a New Yorker and you love, love the Giants, why do you love them? What do they have to do with Listen, New York other than the stadium? My is theory, and maybe we should introduce our guest because he apparently knows a lot about sports. My theory is that uh, sports and, and rooting for sports actually plays on a very primitive, uh, um, chauvinistic trait in humans, where we just it's we always look to divide us against them. So you have a team, it's an organization, and you 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 uh, you animate them with all these feelings that you're supposed to have about them, and then you're ready to actually get in fights with people about it. And and if they lose, you can't even go on with your day. And it's the same thing that separates countries. It's just it's just part of human nature. And, and well, it's part of male nature because women don't do that. Uh, this is uh, the way the Goyim are, Dan. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but women generally don't yell and scream at the screen as much. Good ones, and though. They're, they're they're even worse. So can, you, can, can you introduce some poor guys? Yes, so okay. So thank you, uh, thank you uh, Marcus Kuhn of the New York Giants, and keep those home runs coming. And <laughs> <laughs> I would have worked 60 years ago with the New York Giants. I'm only kidding, of course. And then from uh, the great uh, Real Housewives, that was, uh, what was his name again? Chris Manzo. Chris Manzo. Hey, you guys want to come see the show tonight in the cellar? Uh, Actually. Okay, no problem. We'll, we'll make sure we get you. A good, tell uh, And Noam, I think I'm not speaking at a turn when I say 
the falafel is comp for them this evening. <laughs> so I don't know that Marcus Kuhn likes falafel. He loves he everybody. Loves <laughs> the, Germans, the Germans have come a long way, as you said. <laughs> Look at him. He is an am- I mean, I'm not. I'm Are you a pure German extraction? You seem like maybe you have a little bit of Samoan you got, you got, you, in you. 100%. 100%. 100%. Okay. <laughs> He's, uh, Steve, uh, um, can you? Uh, they probably need three three seats though. Don't put him in one of your tight seats. But can you? Can you? There, there are guests tonight. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, thanks a lot. Look at him. I, can you imagine how different my life would be if I looked like this guy? I mean, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's awesome to look like. That's amazing. Imagine getting tackled by that guy. Imagine getting tackled by him. Well, he, he'd be I dead. All right. He'd be dead. <laughs> and him next to Natterman. Now that's a picture. I mean, that's an amazing. What do you mean him next to you? But he's not I mean, next, he's to, next me. to me. But he's not next to me right now. Right now he's next to me. All right. So anyway. Yeah, but we could be in, we'd be in one of those movies where I'm yelling at him all the time. <laughs> like, you idiot! <laughs> finally, like, at the end of the Marcus, movie, he finally. Like Marcus, wait, 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 Marcus. Can you like twins. Marcus, repeat after me. Tell me about the rabbits, Dan. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on, Kathy. No, no, no. It's no, no, it's a, it's a bad You know, joke. like uh, Wallace Shawn and Andre the Giant in The Princess Bride? Yes. He's always yelling at Andre the Giant until <laughs> finally Andre the Giant gets fed up. I think he gets fed up. It'd be like anyway. twins. Like, well, like oh, twins. That's what it was. That's exa- you finally hit on it. Yeah, twi- <laughs> Did you see twins with Danny DeVito? And, yeah, that's, that'd be perfect. Cool, you idiot. Get out there. <laughs> 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 All right, so Google Marcus Kuhn if you're, if you're not a New York Giants fan. And uh, I spoke Kuhn, K-U-H-N? Yes. K-U-H-N. Thanks, uh, right. Thanks guys. And, and uh, uh, get, them, uh, get them some drinks. He probably Whatever needs, like, a lot of drinks. He won't even get... <laughs> give him a shot glass like a thimble. So get him, like, a, give him a shot. All right, introduce him. Okay, here we have with Thank us... Thank you, guys. We have with us wait, wait, uh, everybody shaking hands. my hand like I was like, like I was want to hurt you. Like I was, like, <laughs> he shook my hand like I, was, like I had a little, like a, I can't even explain it, like I had a little dinosaur. Oh, my God. Well, Noam, amazing. you're always looking for new MCs here at yes. the Comedy Cellar. Yes, sir. I've made no secret of the fact that though I'm, I'm a, I'm an, I do MC here yeah. and quite well, as I, uh, as I, uh, you know, in my He's opinion. He tells himself. Um, uh, you got to love Danny. It's not my favorite thing in the world. Yes. You're always looking for new MCs. Yeah. Well, I have for you <laughs> a new MC. This guy MCs all over town. I'll let you negotiate money later, but... <laughs> I didn't know you became my agent overnight, Natterman. It's going to work out. Well, I, I, I'm representing Marcus Kuhn. <laughs> Maybe he needs a new agent, Dan. Dan, I can, Dan please introdu- introduce this guy. All right. So anyway, Mad Dog Mattern, which of course is not his real name. His real name is like something very soft and feminine, actually. Moish. It's Percival Sweetwater. That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> Percival. No, his real name is like Jamie Mattern. Jamie Mattern. But there's also an AK. That's an AKA. I found out later in life my real, real name is Norris Brent Fleming II, which sounds like I, I wrote it as a shtick. What? It's true. If what's I had what's my, the first name? Wait, wait. What's your Norris what? Brent Fleming II. Slow, slow, slowly. Norris. Norris. Brent. Brent Fleming. <laughs> That's your real name? The second. How did you For like 27 days. And then uh, my grandparents took custody of me and changed it to uh, Jamie Lewis Matter. Which you, also means there was a first Norris. His father. Not, but not my real father. I never met the dude. Oh never met God. him in my life. Do you have an wow. accent? I have an accent, but I'm from Vegas, so it's very strange. I was discussing this with someone the other wait, day. Wait, wait, you have a foreign accent, though. No, I don't know about that. No. <laughs> I don't know if it's foreign. Like a, That's not a foreign accent? No. no. But I didn't think he had one, the German guy, till he said he was from Germany. Like, oh. I'm like, the minute he said he's from Germany, all of a sudden I started hearing the accent. But before it, I thought it was just like some dude from, like, Nebraska. I thought he was slow. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so <laughs> let's, let, now, <laughs> Guys are first of all. I, I don't know you. Okay. And His name uh, is Mad Dog Gnome, but I would point out that that's the biggest misnomer. 
since they started calling that coon guy Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> because he's anything but a mad dog. He's more of a gentle well, labradoodle. Now, well, that's now, what I want to hear. Please been, spread the rumors. You've been doing this for a long time, right? Wait, can uh, we just look at Steve taking his Instagram picture with right, the right. two people? What, what, we've been doing this for oh, a long. God. You've been doing this for a long time. Uh, comedy about 13 years. The reason I, I, I shoot Chris in a way because I want to because people can't see and I want to make sure I want to try to keep it interesting to people who, who you know who, who, I'm sorry Kristen's mad. No, I'm not mad. That's fun. You've been doing it for 13 years. Yeah. And how come you have never I have never seen nor heard of you? I, I just don't hang out much. Lenny's looking down. I think I no, no, I, 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 think I got my answer. No, he wasn't here for 13. He wasn't here for 13 years. But he's never. Wait, I, I mean, I, first five years of comedy in Vegas. I came out here with my buddy Shuli, who got on the Stern Show, and I knew I was gonna move to. New York or L.A., and I figured, all right, I got a couch I can sleep on. So he's my real estate agent Shulian. for a couple months. Yeah. yeah. So I, I lived with him, and I just started out here, and I just, you know, I just never asked for nothing. So I don't, like, I've come in here every once in a while. I used to live with Vecchione. I'd get a ride from oh. with you, him at the have, end of the night. Has, have, has, has Esty seen you? No, I don't think I've ever met her. Uh, no, have I don't you tried to get Esty to see you? I'm not, not. Yeah, I just don't. They, I'm usually working. If I have a night off, I feel like if I hang out, I'm one of those guys. I just never do it. And you think you can MC as well as Natterman? Well, that's that's tough. I mean, that's that's asking if I could hit a baseball as good as Mickey Mantle. So let's be honest about that. I don't know if you even get that, don't, Natterman. Don't, you don't, don't like baseball. Don't deflect my question with some humor. I can MC a little bit, sir. If I could, yeah, I, I can do all right. He's very high energy. I could, like see, him, I could see him being. He's a good. very likable. Likeability, you got it. All right. Hard work. Where, where, where's he weak? He has no weakness. No weakness. He knows no pain. No <laughs> he will stop at nothing. I'm like Clubber Lang in Rocky no, Three. I have but no I'm not sure you can afford him because you work at Stand Up New York, and they pay. Uh, Go ahead, say They good. pay a hundred bucks for how long? Uh, two hour show, hour and a two half. Two hour show. show. I'm not sure you can because no, but here we don't. It's not quite as generous, unfortunately. Uh, Lenny loves this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Only Dan could get away with that. This is the best Dan agent we've ever had. I'm surprised no one didn't take, get Marcus Kuhn to take Natter and throw him through the window. Oh, he'd be a good enforcer for you. I well, mean, he's well, not on the field right now. First of all, oh I, I don't. I don't. There's only one reason Stand Up New York pays that. Yeah, go ahead. Because they're not busy from uh, for five hours a night. They're probably only busy for basically one show. And you can't pay somebody much less than $100 for, for a night's work. I don't know. They have two shows, right? They do two shows. Do you, they get, pay, they you pay get paid for both? Uh, yeah. I mean, they usually don't have the same MC for both shows during the week. Uh, uh, weekends, they do. Like, if I work a weekend, I do, like, three oh, shows. And how much do you get paid for the three shows? They're buck ten each show, so it's three thirty. Oh, we pay more than that. So, so, so we the weekends are better weekends. here. Yeah. The weekdays are, it can be long, I'm not going to lie to you, and I just want to make sure you're up for it. Um, where, where, <laughs> I love you, buddy. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> I, no, uh, I'm trying to be like an interviewer. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a long night, and, 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 and there's some curveballs here that don't happen at Stand Up New York. For example, the other night, I was here emceeing, yes. and, uh, and a fellow uh, goes by the name of Louis C.K. stopped by, sure. and I had to completely readjust and last minute introduce Louis C.K., uh, was that, that the show that without a any advanced planning? Is that the show that Amy Schumer and Sarah Silverman? Sarah, Amy Schumer wow. and Sarah Silverman were on the show, but they were scheduled to be here. Uh huh. And then, so this was a hell of a power-packed show. I'm not sure you can handle it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what am I gonna do? It's good. It's, it's a then lot of last effort. Last minute, Louis C.K. stops by, and I had to get his credits, <laughs> and I had to go on stage and introduce him without any preparation. Yeah. Pull the right. real Lois Lane that day. You're right. Nobody and I could had do a that. great introduction for Louis C.K. Oh, I said, what was it? I said, you know how sometimes you go to friendlies. And you get a milkshake, and there's a little bit of milk left in that tin cup, that metal cup. And so you get a little extra milkshake. <laughs> 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 I, said tonight, I said tonight we're giving you a little extra milkshake because <laughs> the show is not over, folks. That's good. We got one more comic. You think you could have thought of that at the last minute? <laughs> no, I'm, <done. laughs> I'm revoking myself from consideration. I, like I can't brought compete. him here as a possible no. alternative, but now is like no, no, competing no chance. and beating him no, down. I'm trying to groom a replacement. <laughs> now, listen, a couple things. We got, we got some notes from uh, XM Radio, like about our show. Did you see them? And one of the yes, things, one of the things they, they say that we talk over each other. No. So I'm, I'm very sensitive about, about that. So I'm trying not to talk over anybody. But um, I do want to know if we should. We, we are short on MCs quite often. And uh, Dan. He's like a real, like, he says he doesn't want to do it. I mean, I don't know what the word is, but, like, he's really passive-aggressive about the whole thing. I'm MC. ambivalent because, yeah, it's, you make more money, and, and it's nice when the night is over and you get a little bit more, and you get free food as well and drink. That's a bonus. It, I, I, actually, I like doing it on Thursdays because it's a shorter evening because we only do two, <laughs> and then the nasty show, there's another MC. Dan, Dan doesn't really want to do it, although I, I fear, just like my dogs, like when they don't want to eat something, you give, one, you give it to the other dog, then they both want yeah, it. Of course. If, if I offer Human you nature. MCing, Dan's going to want to do He's going to be pissed <laughs> off. He's going to want to MC all of a sudden. But as it is now, he acts like he's doing us a favor when he MCs. So, we, you know, we could use a, a, a good MC. But, uh, yeah. I love it. How, can, awesome, how can I see you? Have like a, uh, I should come see you stand-up New York. Sure, man. I'm, I'm I'm all over, man. So whenever you want to. When are you performing there next? Stand up New York. I'm doing the early show, MC and Sunday, and then I'm on Hard Knock Laughs. They're taping that for like a DVD. Maybe, maybe Sunday I can come on uh, on Sunday. Here's Artie Fuqua. Are you I use high energy as Artie uh, Fuqua. Yeah. I think Artie's probably a little more high energy than me. It's close. But I mean, since we're close. talking about MCing, we should probably talk to Artie a little. Artie's bit. as good Artie, as it gets. Artie, come here one second. Oh God. No. There you go. What's up, pimping? <laughs> Hey, what up, man? You what you up, baby? Man? Listen, what he's, up, he's making a play for the anchor MC spot at the cellar here. <laughs> I am he's making good. no play. This guy's. Do you know when I go out of town, I recommend him to people? Yes, yes that's never, true. You never I recommended him to us. Uh, he doesn't come here. If he came here, I would. You got to be careful. Are you in the same movie All About Eve? No, you've never, you've never seen that. But, but you know, you recommend somebody, and then who knows? You, you go out of town, you may not be able to get your gig back. Well, you know what? I'm confident that Mad Dog can't fuck with me. So that's what I'm getting. <laughs> that's his spirit. Smash Mad Dog. That's what the fuck. I, I'll take that stupid hat and shove it up his ass. I brought this hat for you. Spots. I'm done wearing it. I have to. Buy I think you need it. I mean, you're dressed like a, like you're a new addition. I think the hat will take you over the top, my I, dude. I have to that's say that when I, when I have friends coming down to the club, uh -huh. I want Artie to be the MC. He's a great MC. Thank you. Artie is really as good as it gets. And He's I, as good as it I gets. I think yeah. you want that as your recommendation. No, and I appreciate that. Uh, but he is really good. You know, honestly, if he came here, I would recommend him. But I can only recommend him when Esty's here. Like comics that come in on Friday and Saturday. And even ask Esty, is Rita, I recommend people. Like, I, I recommended Ari to her. And he's working out really well. Yeah, Ari, Ari Shafir. Ari's yeah. great. And uh, Artie, by the way, just got off the road. He was opening for Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Just, uh, just so you know. Thank you, Dan, for correcting him. What did he, what did he say? They it, didn't see, it seems arrogant if I do it, but when another white man does it, <laughs> it, it goes with the territory. What I didn't. They didn't what did he say? No, what? just to make the distinction between Ari Shafir and R. D. who's yeah, sitting you said at the Ari table. Opens for Tracy oh. Morgan. That's all. No, I said I did. I meant to say Artie. Okay, so can I tell Artie while you're here? Dan yeah. and I got into an interesting conversation today, and I read on your uh, uh, Mad Dog. I read on your page that you, you can discuss anything. Sure. Yeah. Whatever, man. My wife Juanita is thinking about adopting. Adopting? Yeah. Okay. Adopting a child. Can I talk about this? What Another we one? About? <laughs> about my feelings toward the transracial adoption? Yes. Uh, we can address it. Okay. Yeah. And Dan said that he doesn't think it's right for a white family to adopt adopt a black child. But okay. you're, not a, you're not a white family. 
I don't, uh, I don't see you as a traditional. First of all, you have a, a Latino, a half black, half Latino stepson, right? Am I right? Or is he full Latino? He's half black, half Latino. Yeah. Okay, he's half black, half Latino. Your own children are half white, half Latino. I don't see easy, you as a... Easy, easy. No, I mean... <laughs> Where is this going? I don't see you as a white family. I see you as a very multi, multi-cultural Chris, can you move family. here? Move down here. Artie, come there. Let Dan, no, let Dan take his mic, because Dan... No, but Dan... I didn't say it's not right. I said it would not be a choice I would make. Yeah, yeah. Forget about me. Let's say Dan and Dan and his... Uh, whoever his girlfriend. Okay, let's let's break down Dan Natterman. When was the last time you saw him with a woman? Oh. That's a fair point. <laughs> it was, it was last point. week, actually. No, oh, oh, you mean a little French comic? She, she likes was, her. She, she was Dutch. Is wow. she Dutch? Well, but we're not. Sand, right? She's nice. Yeah, but we're just friends. She has somebody back in. She France. was. She was. She was uh, very hot. She's very way. hot, by the way. Yeah, she's okay. a lovely girl. Every but comedian we're, we're, has hit on her. That's we're not. Uh, we're not involved in okay. any way. But so, so do just, I know this just, broad? Just very quickly, Artie. Do you think it's okay for a white family? Forget about me. A white family to adopt a black, and then I want to hear Dan explain to you why he thinks it's not. I think that. Uh, any family could adopt any child if they're going to take care of it and give it a future that it wouldn't have had sitting in an orphanage. I, I think it's almost alone. Not, I think it's non-controversial. I'm, I, I, I think I, again, I didn't say it was wrong. I said it's a choice I would not make. That's why, a, why, Dan? Why? Simply, what, uh, what, what wait, choice let, let, has Netterman made that you would make? No, 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 no. Let Dan. <laughs> let Dan. Let Dan. The reason it's a choice that I would not make, though I don't judge anybody for making it. Yeah. For me, I would feel like you know. Uh, there might come a time where we can't see 100% eye to eye on certain issues. Uh, if he, um, if he mugged you, what, what are you no, getting? No, no, I'm saying. <laughs> if it yeah, came Dan, down, what are you there's saying? still a big divide in America between black and white. All right, unfortunately. Not in this generation. Um, well, you know, there's still issues that I might feel like he might feel like. Uh, You're the man. Just, that I'm the man. Yeah. Thank Dan, you, Lenny. Seriously, Dan is secretly racist. How is that racist? I'm. If I were racist. I would say I would have no consideration for a black child. I, I adore the black community so much oh, that, that I don't racist. want that I don't want. You adore wa- niggas? That's what I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a white man says he adores niggas. I, I swear, I just heard that. I just Artie, see. Artie, we all just heard that, Artie, right? Artie, we don't, can you read this? We, do not, we don't use the N-word on this podcast. No, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I don't sorry, adore I any I community. Know. I adore individuals <laughs> or dislike individuals, so I was kidding. But <laughs> really, Artie, there's no sorry. sign, you idiot. <laughs> I really, I, I'm like, where, where, where is this word list? What Dan is saying, I Artie, feel like is there's that- something imperialistic about it. In other words, uh, the bl- I, I think it's more healthy for a black child to know that black families can step in and take care of a black child in need rather than the white community has to step in He's just and a take child. He doesn't- Dan, why are you putting so much pressure on a kid that just wants to have a better life? Okay. Right. Wait, 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 if it's a choice between an orphanage and a white family, I'll go with the white family. Okay, now but Ma- I think priority should be given to the black family. Can we let Mad Dog get a word in edgewise? Do you think said- priority should be given to the black family? I think black- priority should be given to the family best suited to raise the child. There you go. Do you think a black family has at least has some advantage in raising I don't really black know too many black families that adopt. When black families adopt, usually it's a, a, a relative's child, and that relative can't take care of the child. That's why most black people adopt, but I don't really see too many black people going to an orphanage to get an Asian kid. Well, maybe like, that's a problem happening. that needs to be addressed. Oh, my God. Artie's making more sense than Dan. <laughs> go, go ahead, Mad Dog. Well, here's the thing, Dan. You say that he'd look at you and see that you're the man. Yeah, he'd see that you're the man of the house, that you're the father. The that's father. all that kid would see. That's all he would see. That's, that's all they care about, man, is that this is who raised me. It's I don't think there's going to be a race war breaking yeah, out in your, that's what I'm in that's your what house it's... because two other black kids at the school said, man, fuck white people. They shouldn't be trusted. Oh, you look more like me. You're right. This yeah. guy who's been feeding me for years and taking care of me and yeah. nurturing me, he doesn't know shit because he's opposite color me. No, he's going to side with you right. as long as you're raising him right and showing him the correct love, man. It's not like the world we're... isn't really black and white anymore. The world is... is... 
turning more towards who has money and who doesn't and uh, who's gay and who's straight. Like they're they're more concerned. <laughs> they're more concerned with that than they are with race. I snatched it right back. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, they are. They, they're, the world is more concerned when you go out the, amongst these kids nowadays, uh, and and culture with uh with 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 music and sports. There are more white kids buying into black culture than black kids. Most black kids just grow up with it, but more white kids are moving towards it. So it's it's spawning generations of. Uh, these kids now are having kids that they're not teaching racist values to. These kids now are, 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 are now have uh, families that they have black friends come over, they have Asian friends come over. You know, it's, it's a lot different than what it was. Not well, Dan. you know, I'm being enlightened and maybe I'll change <laughs> my mind. In, except in the yeah. Nanaman world. That's and, right. and you'll never Our have... Our Negroes better not come over to this house. <laughs> and then, you'll, you'll, and never, then, you'll never have to pretend to let them win at sports. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. That's hilarious. In the Natterman world, when the kid's like Dad, 15. Dad, did you let me win? <laughs> no. Natterman's going to have to have Uncle Artie come over and play so, sports sorry. with the kids. He sorry, doesn't know how to sorry, play. Sorry, Lenny. Go ahead. Natterman world is going to be at 15. The kid's going to turn on him and loot the house. Not that they'll and turn. And Dan's going to go into his bedroom and, and burn a cross. They, not that they That's would turn on me, but I, I mean, there's a risk that they might harbor some resentment toward the white community that might have some spillover effect on me. As a, you know. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Dan, Dan had accused me of saying things which, uh, which I should be. Um, he didn't say they were racist. Well, but how, how is that racist? No, I think Dan is scared of his uh, black kids' huge cock. I think that's what it is. Well, uh. you know, if you want to get into stereotypes, uh, I, I, from what I've researched, there is no uh, a cock advantage among uh, the African Americans. Really? Where did you research that, <laughs> Dan? White man's journal. Can you refer yeah. us? <laughs> Dan is gay. Um, that's I believe. What I, that's I believe. What I heard from that statement. <laughs> well, was this Dr. Livingstone? K- who Kinsey's, <laughs> the Kinsey study did not find any statistically significant correlation. Listen, I, uh, I believe. Is that on a poster somewhere in the? <laughs> but we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I actually, I've, I can't remember, but I've actually seen. Listen, it's please. I don't care what the Kinsey study says. <laughs> we all live in the same world. I've been in a locker room. <laughs> Come on now. Well, what does the Montella study say? Just say. <laughs> Come on. Montella says my what? M- this is where we need you. No, I am not the specialist on this. First <laughs> well, you should not be. Not what I heard. Listen, listen. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's been proven that they, they are bigger. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But if I were black, I wouldn't want to acknowledge that, they are, that blacks have bigger dicks. Because, because once, you, once you agree to bigger dicks... Then you have to. Then you. Then you've agreed to the whole notion that the races are different on anything, and then who knows where you know that could lead to terrible things. But in in, in, in any event, uh, Dan has accused me of saying things which uh, like are somehow that I should be uh, somehow um, nervous about around uh, black people about race or thing. But I actually think that I don't have a. I, I don't think I don't have a single. I think Dan. You're. I think Dan is much more hung up on race than I am by far. I don't. Well, think, I don't. Not, I do I'm not up on race, but I do. I, don't I look I at society and I see division. No, but I'm saying and I don't think I have a single racist bone in my body. I don't have any trouble. I could I could raise a child, black, white, and have no. A child's a child. Child's a child. He's absolutely right. I, I would really they feel only that have the way. The values that you give them. That's it. Yeah. Well, it was something to think about. You know, yeah. I'm, oh, and I did. Get, do, you're really gonna have message. another child? That's the question. Juanita was talking about. Was talking, I think you should do it. Was talking about uh, adopting. I think you should do it. It's a very noble thing to do, man. Well, it's my wife, cool. my wife has a huge heart, as you can see. She, she's, uh, 
she she's certainly capable of doing that. That MC money's never going up, kids. If you <laughs> so anyway, so Lenny, uh, Le Lenny, uh, not only being uh, is not only uh, one of the world's experts on The Office. <laughs> which, know, what's know, her name? Katie Flannery. Flannery. Katie Flannery. I guess she'll be on next week. She was supposed to be on today, and Lenny, uh, we'll get Lenny again on. But Lenny's also a My statistician for the New York Giants. Did you Correct. know that? I didn't know that. Lenny actually is pa paid by the New York Giants. That. That's right. I'm paid by the Giants on game days. That's awesome. That's, yeah. Well, we were on a sports show together, so I knew that he knew a lot of sports. So I just figured he was rambling off the they top of his head. They asked me zero Giants questions on that sports show. They asked, like, two football things the whole thing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Marcus Kuhn, you, you, that's funny that, you know, he's so big and you don't recognize him without his helmet and number on, and he's only in his second year. Yeah. So, so as soon as he says, I know everything about him, as soon as I know it's him. But uh, I just got it. Amazing. I, his story's pretty amazing. I mean, you don't just walk into a college with a tape not really playing a lot of football and make it to the National Football League. That happens more with basketball. But look at him. Yeah. He, he actually looks like the Terminator. He looks <laughs> like Thor. Yeah. He, he, the I mean, God he, of Thunder. He looks like a Marvel talking about you, Marcus. <laughs> only, only good things. Sorry about the, sorry about the Lenny reference. Um, I think that, uh, th I mean, that's like, I don't know how you put it. Like, this is what God, he's, he looks like a God. Yeah. He, I mean, that's a perfect physical specimen, right? He should be playing football Kristen? at that size. He looks like he could play anything. He's very large. Yes. But not only large, but 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 lithe, is that the word? I mean, like he looks like he looks I, I, like how, fast. Are you, how can you tell these things? He's just sitting just on a stool. Look, he doesn't look like a dumb bodybuilder. Well, he has swag. No, you can tell. he doesn't look doofy. He looks like a smooth he just looks like a he looks it's amazing. <laughs> well, he's got a ton of strength, right? Because like be he's honest with you, he's not that tall. So usually defensive linemen are a little taller than him. If I came from another planet yeah. and I saw him and, and me, yeah. I, you probably would not identify it as the same species. <laughs> like you'd, you'd, probably no. be, you'd probably think it was two different two different things altogether. Like Let's probably couldn't, couldn't even mate. If I was running through Germany in the 40s like my dad, I saw that guy, I'd turn around and run as fast as I can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if they really looked like oh that, how God. could you blame them for thinking they're the master race? There's no Jews that look like that. I, I, mean, I don't even know what his mother looked like. She had to be monstrous. <laughs> And, 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 they, and he probably that. has an IQ of 200 as well. He seems pretty intelligent. He doesn't he did seem, seem like intelligent. a dummy at all. And give him a couple of years in the football league. What do you think about that, by the way? It's real. It's real, huh? It's real. Those guys should try and get as much money as they can because they're, they're going to get banged up. Their average life of an NFL player is three years, and you get hit pretty hard. You get smashed around. He's not, you know, joints start to hurt. They got a lot of replacement surgeries on those guys. What about their brains? They get scrambled big time, depending on what position you play. He's in a position where it's not that, you know, it's more of the running backs and wide receivers. He's in the trench, but that's no picnic either. You know, his fingers are probably, look at his fingers, are probably like, you know, they get gnarled. Eventually, more, yeah. More crazy. than boxers? Well, I mean, they, they say it's comparable that, you know, boxers fight what, once a year, man? Talk twice once, a year. twice. Coming up, they end up fighting a lot more, two to five. Yeah. So, yeah, it's comparable. Wait, what is he? He's a nose tackle? He's a nose tackle, defensive tackle. Yeah, they get tore up too, man. I mean, you got to yeah. remember, like, one of the, the worst cases of those guys losing their minds was Mike Webster as a center. That's the other side. Yeah, that's the other side, but you're still the constant collisions yeah. in that, man. Well, he played for, like, 15 years. I don't, you know. And then, like, what was Dave, what was the dude for the, the Bears? I just looked at Natterman, yeah, like, Dave he's going to know this. <laughs> Dave Duberson? Dave Duberson. Yogi. You remember who I'm talking about? <laughs> Yogi, he did it. <laughs> Yogi. <laughs> Yogi. 
Him and Boo Boo <laughs> didn't go well. Boo Boo was the punter. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> was it Dave du- uh, Duerson? Oh I think yes. he was a safety, wasn't yeah. he? So I mean, that's a safety. He's not constantly. Yes. I mean, you're doing more collision hits and and head to head running full speed, yes. but they're not in on every play. And his his brains were scrambled for lack of a better term, and he and he killed himself. Right? Well, he shot himself in the heart. Junior Seau. Seau yeah. was one of my heroes. These guys don't know what we're talking about. But there's a lot of NFL players. This is a big issue now. They just settled. The league just settled with the, like, uh, mm-hmm. the retirees for, like, um, you know, Give them a lot of quarters money. of a billion dollars just to settle. And people thought that was half the money they could have gotten if they kept pursuing it. But they wanted to give some of these guys who were in really bad shape. Like Jim McMahon. Remember the Bears in 86? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in really bad shape. Like, oh, really? He yeah, he doesn't know his name anymore most of the time. I, I didn't guess. realize that. Yeah. I mean, he was always a little screwy. Yeah. He was screwy, but he was, like, fun screwy. But he was I sharp, thought. though, yeah, man. He was, he was fun. But, but isn't, that underst- isn't that, like, understood as a liability? I mean, when you yes. become they do, a football player, you don't think you're going to just, But know. in the day, like, you get dinged, they would like, hey, you all right? Yeah. They put him back in. Oh, now I they see, have, like, I a see. system, this like, is, it's so careful. You get dinged, you're out. This right. is the problem with uh, people who uh, are drawn to do something they really love. It's the same thing with me and my hearing loss from playing music. It, it, it's slow and gradual and insidious, and you can't bear to not do it. And same thing with boxing, you're, you know, you smoking, smoke all of it, whatever it is. <laughs> well, smoking, it, it's do you know Kate Flannery was in a band? <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Wait, you have to come back next week because we ridiculous. Oh my god, so oh my god. so you know, it, Howard Cosell thought that boxing should be illegal, and uh, by you know, the end, Meyer, uh, Meyer, so anyway, I, I was listening to just to change the subject, I was listening to Tom Papa's show on XM radio the other day. And he had on um, Kevin Pollack. You know, okay. the, he does yeah. impressions of that. Love Kevin Pollack. And they were discussing stuff. And I'm going to get it wrong because, you know, my, my ability to form new memories is like pickled in Jameson over the years. But it was something like they were, uh, Kevin Pollack was asking Tom Papa, why did he think that stand-up comedy, which is the most difficult of all the arts, doesn't get enough respect? I heard that today earlier. Yeah. Did, did you hear that? Did, I was talking to somebody about that today earlier. What do you say? Well, and then and then uh, Tom Tom of course accepted the premise that stand-up comedy was the t- most difficult of all the arts, and they basically said that the reason is because um, everybody thinks they can tell a joke. And uh, but then it occurred to me, say, whoa, whoa, wait a second, guys, is stand-up comedy really the most difficult? of all the arts is it more difficult than writing a screenplay is it more difficult than 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 painting a painting is it more difficult than writing a symphony is it is you know what it is it's it's the most difficult in the in the idea that you're talking about as as you can go everybody can relate to it more like if somebody paints a painting we all look at the painting somebody go that's genius i'd be like what you know like you yeah. know and same thing with a symphony i don't know if it's a great symphony or a, other than you could you know, sing a melody sometimes, da 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 da. You know, to me, everything's great because you can't play you anything. You can't do anything, right. Yeah. <laughs> but this, when they, you get the relatable factor of the joke, like everybody, okay, that didn't do well. You know what I mean? Like, so everybody knows, everybody agrees immediately <laughs> that didn't do well. Well, look, so, it, like anything, it's easy to do it poorly. That's, it's not too difficult to do it okay. It's somewhat difficult to do it well. It's very hard to do it brilliantly. And okay. that holds true for any art form. At in equal measure. I feel a segue coming on to Dam's emceeing skills. That's right. <laughs> no segue at all. But, but you know, you, to say it's the hardest, it's harder to do it at the very highest level, and that holds true for any art form. Mm-hmm. It's probably equal, but everybody, like you said, thinks they can do it. That would be the most attainable of all of them. Like, if you can't paint, you can't paint. You it's know? probably equal to what? 
Well, I'm saying it, it's the most, uh, like, as people in a room, if they said, okay, you got to paint the beautiful picture, no. And if you got to do a symphony, no, because you can't even play music. You have to be some, some training or gifted, whatever. But somebody, everybody thinks at one point in that room, I could go up there I could for two it, seconds yeah. and tell, even if it's a knock-knock joke, and possibly get a laugh. Although I will say this, getting a laugh... He's definitely got to be easier than writing a song that kicks ass. Abs because so many people are getting laughs all across the country in clubs, colleges, and, 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 and honky-tonk joints all across America. They're doing comedy, and people are laughing. But to, to write a good song, man, I'm just not seeing it that often. An original, <laughs> whenever a band is doing covers, and they're like, now we're going to do one of our originals, oh, you see the difference, boy. Oh, you <laughs> sure do. I mean, in all but the rarest of cases. Well, it's the same as the jokes, isn't it? I don't know. That's the question I'm posing. Well, at least with a song, like when I was in bands, whether they like it or not, everyone claps at the end. You tell a joke that doesn't work, <laughs> you know it doesn't yeah, work. But point. I'm just I saying would play I'm a whole set and not know, do they like me or not? Are they going to come back again? I'd have no clue. Because at the end, everyone just, it ends. Right. So you have, you have to do something at that point. And it's rare that people boo you at a gig in a shitty bar. It doesn't happen, man. But, but with comedy, there's that expectancy. There is that given response. A plus B equals C, and if you don't give them the right C, they're pissed, or they don't react, and that derails everything. It's immediate. I think music is easier. Yeah. I was in bands, and I, I could whip up some songs back in the day. Well, you could right. play the songs, but what about writing a song that kicks fucking ass? <laughs> <laughs> you're some decent ones, baby. Of That's course it'll ones. be hard, but you're talking, I mean, doing stand-up, I think you're dealing with I, constant... The constant possibility of you just being having your ego shot. Yeah, that's Destroyed. the worst. Like you part can of rewrite it. a screenplay, you can perfect it, you can edit it, you know. I know, and then if you get rejected, you know, it's your baby. But to like ever have, I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but like a week where like you're just bombing left. I mean, that's got to be one no, of the worst experiences. It's the worst. My dad painted all these pictures. Like he was a painter, and like the fact that he could paint anything, I'm impressed. With like the break behind you, I can draw all these things on the wall. Like, I go up there with my new painting, which is my thing. <laughs> and they're like, and here's my painting. <laughs> Boo! We hate your painting. You know, I say, you're, you're killing my baby. They don't care. We will stab and kill your baby. All right, thank you. And the other How thing is, it's like at bars, anyone tells jokes. Like, you sit around with eight strangers. Someone's got a joke, whether they wrote it or not, and they right. can get a laugh. People don't sit at bars and go, hey, check out this painting I just did, or, hey, I just wrote this symphony. Like, it, it's the simplest one that anyone can kind of do, so anyone thinks they can do it, and so they yeah. don't appreciate it as much. Right. But to do an hour set that's consistent and kills is incredibly difficult, but the lay people, civilians, don't see that shit. Hey, I mean, everybody tries it. You ever see somebody who works in a comedy club forever and ever? Like, there's a the booker of Stand Up New York yesterday did the check spot. You know, yeah. he's like, I'm going to do it. And people are like, because uh, he's been watching it and watching it. And it went through his head like, okay, I can do this. I could watch no one play that guitar until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> I'm never that. grabbing that guitar at home and go, maybe I'll try for like two. You know what? I may take up guitar. <laughs> and in three minutes, I'm done with guitar. You know, like, that's. Dan, it sounds for, like for the love of God, can you not text during our podcast? <laughs> I'm not texting. What, what are you doing? It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Distracting. He's, I'm sorry. He okay. killed his black baby. Uh, you, have you even heard anything that's been said? <laughs> I heard everything that's been said. And, and, you're and I've said some of those things and, uh, that have been said. You, uh, you have any feelings? Are you calling us hacks? What is going on? Listen, I, st I still, I've said this many times on the podcast, writing a great song to me just seems like it's got to be harder than I, writing a good joke. I Because I see so many people writing good jokes. And I just, writing a good song to me is like a song that really, man, you just gets to you. But maybe, can I just pose the thing? Maybe you're that guy. Maybe you're the guy who can write this good song. 
You are writing the good song. You're writing that song right now. All right, all right. You just okay. did Letterman again. You wrote that song. For, you wrote that four and a half minute song. It was a good. People are at home going, that guy can write the fucking song. That guy's a great songwriter. That and they're going, they're going, man. I gotta go work on my songs because that guy wrote the. So you made it at the top of the songwriting thing. What do you ever think that? I, I have to no, say, please jump in. I now. have to say, and I, I said, it, I hope I don't offend anybody. I've said it. I've said it. We've talked about this a little bit before. I think that not all arts are the same, and uh, it's hard for me. I could be wrong. It's hard. It's hard for me to compare the best in stand-up comedy to the best in uh, classical music. I don't. I just don't think. Or, or the best Jack guy played Jacks better than anybody in the world. The best juggler. I, I don't. There. I think it's. It's not. It's just not the same. It's. It. Maybe the genius is there, but the art form itself doesn't allow for us to even see how much. Like in music, you can. You can. Beethoven can be Beethoven. If somebody could have the equivalent of a Beethoven talent for stand-up comedy. He'd be writing screenplays or something. He, I, I don't think the, the medium itself allows for you to to sh to become a Beethoven. It doesn't it, it, you can't? It's how limited. would you demonstrate? It's it? like being it's like tic tac toe. You know, you can't do it. You can't be yes. a genius at tic tac toe That's, or at checkers, but at chess you can. Uh, see, I would argue this. I remember when I'd listen to Richard Pryor albums, I would describe it to people. I got the same feeling I would get listening to the later Beatles albums because, like I said, I went from music to comedy, and so I like for a couple years I was kind of doing both. And I would just take naps listening to, to like Abbey Road, and there's just layers and layers upon it. And I felt the same with Richard Pryor. I felt like there's more going on than just his words, that there's something underneath it. There was a rhythm to it. it, it, it to me, it sounds like a symphony to me. It sounds like, like Miles Davis going, you know, in the kind of blue sessions. It's, to me, it's that kind of magic, man. I, I, I think it can go like that. I really do. Just like someone's like a, a great public speaker. Are they artists? Like, like you hear a Martin Luther King speech. That's art to me, right? When you hear the I Have a Dream, that, that to me is like a Beethoven symphony. That's, that's what that is. It's that power. It's layered. And he just knows he's perfect at it. Or a great radio host. Like Howard back in no, his prime. Know, I, I got to tell you, I... was artistic to me, man. Let, let me put it another way. I believe that's... I get fired up, baby. I get fired up. I, I, no. I, I, believe I get worked up. I got passion. No. He does get I got fired up. Right in the heart, baby. I believe that someday... They will be able to look neurologically at the brain of a Beethoven or a, uh, uh, what's a, of a, of a great painter or of a Da Vinci, whatever it is. Yeah. And they will actually be able to identify that this is neurologically exceptional. I don't believe stand-up comedy is the same kind of ability. I believe that these, in these really amazing art forms like this, there is something just about these brains which is probably identifiable once we once we were able to understand it, I I, I really believe. I that. think you're right, but I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that uh, you might be wrong. I think you will find something in Natterman's brain when you see it. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> you'll find something that he did have like a unique. He sees the world differently than your average guy, and or even your average comic. Like I, we've seen a lot of comedy, and the guys been around. People have been around doing. Natterman and I started with, like, have been doing comedy for years and years. They're still doing it, but they're never getting to that next level. It's not that they're not writing, whatever. They just don't have the, the perspective or the unique perspective. They don't have it. They don't have it. And so if you're going to analyze their brains, I'm, I'm going to guess that Natterman's brain in whatever the comedy portion is is going to be just a hair. Okay, Shakespeare yeah. is the, the most, and, I, and maybe I don't know about neurology of writing, and I haven't really thought this through, mm -hmm. obviously, but like Shakespeare, 
Well, how many plays did he write, Lenny? You would know this kind of thing. I don't know. Dozens, right? Well, he didn't play for the Giants, so I don't know if anybody knows that. But but he also, rumor has it, he might not have been the writer. He was a thief, right? Yeah. There's that rumor. Yeah, yeah. And it's hours and hours and hours and hours of material, right? And, And virtually every word is considered to be brilliant. There is no stand-up set in the world which anybody's going to tell you. Can, well, just because it's the best in stand-up, it compares to Shakespeare. My it letterman just set was dynamite. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, <laughs> there you go. I don't want to sugarcoat And it. that's not to say that... And Dan's last one was And really this is what we good. talk about in podcasts. That's like when Steve Martin was a great stand-up comic, but then when yeah. he started writing plays, started doing movies, started writing columns for The New Yorker, Books. that's when I said, holy shit, this guy really is something special, right? He's... Before that, he was, just, he was just the best stand-up comic in the world, which that wasn't enough to really get the respect of the world. He had to do these other things. Now, question is that un- is that unfair, or is that is there some actual some some legitimacy to that? It's unfair. <laughs> but do you think also that it, it has to do with the audience and it has to do with the type of people that go to shows, follow stand-up comedy? I mean, maybe you're just not being seen by the type of people who read a column in the New Yorker, or you know. Well, and the, you need that rec- you know you need people to see you to be recognized. The, so I just got two text messages. Can I read this one? Sure. Can I read this one? Yeah. Yeah. It said. Uh, yeah. I just want. I just <laughs> what happened to don't text during a show? No, no. But this was. <laughs> I, I. I got. I didn't text. I just. I just read. Dan did. You killed him. No, but I'm not texting. I, oh. I just came up with my thing and read. And I had to read it. It says, um, Dan has some kind of news he does not want to tell us. Oh, who's fat from? The Lord? Oh, Where'd that I, come I from? didn't read the next one. It says, don't say I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> it was I'm like, Was it in French? Dan has very good news, but he I see it in him. Dan. I see it in him, and he doesn't want to tell very us. Very good news. Dan. I'm, I'm not really, quite honestly, don't know what you're talking about. Who <laughs> sent it? And I got another text from a, from a girl while we were talking from this girl. Do you remember her from years ago, Dan, the girl you tried to cock block me with? Oh, God. Uh, you know, we're going to really... Sp- we're going to fucking sing this old song again. Do you remember again. her? This old t- how, do you, how do you account for the fact? <laughs> What's her name? Have, uh, the, uh, I'm not going to say her name. How do you account? She was a darker-skinned woman. How do you account for the fact that, like, a, a 9 or 10 woman will, uh, will will go out with a guy who's not? and But, but like, a, like, a mid-level woman will be less likely to, like, money. Damn. Because women are different; they're not as physically oriented. Yeah, women are. You don't not have an opinion about this? Yeah, women are not. That's my opinion. Women are not as physical beauty is less important for a woman than it is for a man. And thank God. Yeah, but don't you <laughs> don't you think like the hotter women are somehow le- even less concerned with it? No. No. Um, <laughs> I think some. Well, if what you're saying is is that sometimes I think some women are so hot that maybe um, they don't feel the need to prove anything by dating a hot guy. And I've, seen, I've, I've seen never that. seen a like a ten with a four guy. Never seen that. I've seen it a few times. Really? Well, you it's like a four, that. but it's like a buff four. If well, it's he like better that. be a rich. Or the ten is like a, a made up four. ten. It's not like a natural ten. L. A. You see it's like bigger a differences. Vegas ten. No, I've no. I guess. What we, Lura, Jordan, here's an example. Jordan Ferber, love him by the way. Who's Jordan Ferber? Oh, He's yeah. a comedian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wonderful, wonderful person in many, many Three respects. Ten. His girlfriend is. Super hot, gorgeous. And what would you, where would you put Jordan Ferber, with all due respect, on the one to ten scale? Well, I've never seen his girlfriend. All right, 
But, I'm going to uh, Google him. You know what Jordan is? Yeah, Jordan no. comes off as like a rank-a-tour. He always dresses nice. He's got that rock star hair, the where, glasses. He, look, we, he looks like a young Todd Rundgren. That, maybe you'll get that one, no, <laughs> old, old rock reference right there, you know? Like, oh, I don't, I'm not trying to age you. I just know that you, you what know, the in the music. What, what, what the fuck was <laughs> that? Todd Rundgren. You appreciate it. You got, you got taste. You believe in shit. You're, you're rock. All right, well, it's good talking to you guys. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here now. You will never work here. That was an, like, an, yeah, Todd, an old Todd Rundgren. Yeah, go ahead. And Are you uh, looking up? And he's uh, charming. He, Jordan Ferber, yeah. And he's got an answer for everything, and he seems like he probably had, like, absence when he was, like, six from, Women like, Europe. My, he's where, just, like, where, a classy where, dude who's tasted everything. Where would you put him, Dan? Physically, not not terribly high, um, but probably roughly in my ballpark. Well, is this the case? Is this the case, uh, Dan, that people who are not confident? Why are you asking Dan about what women think when you have a woman sitting at the table? That's uh, let, let me say one more thing, and then you can answer. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you believe that this is the case, that people, I guess giving men or women, uh, people who are uh, mid-level but maybe insecure about where they are on the scale. Yes, I do they, believe that. If let me finish. Go ahead. I know what you're going to say. I know, but the people at home may not know. That is true. Uh, that they, that people that they meet they may judge themselves very much by the by the level of the person that they're with. But that a that a, a, a hot supermodel who has total impregnable impenetrable self-esteem who really doesn't need to doesn't need the the looks of her man to in any way validate her so therefore she may be easier for her to go out with a guy that's not in her league because I, she feels confident i feel that phenomenon exists i do feel that there are women that 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 uh, are so beautiful and so confident in their beauty that they don't need to date a beautiful man now they'll need a man with some characteristics he better be charming successful what have you but the, the need for a man with physical beauty may not be as great. And if those women are out there, my phone number. Is <laughs> Go ahead, Kristen. One, what, I don't believe what you just said is true at all. Two. Number one. Oh. Um, because <laughs> I know a lot of beautiful women. I know models. I know, and actually, the people that you, the women that you find to be the most beautiful are probably also some of the most insecure. Yes. And that, that really is the truth. I mean, it doesn't seem that way, and but they have more body issues. They have more things going on mentally than the average looking girl. I, I would put that on the table. Number two, I think women are more attracted to a person, not a personality like, oh, he's so funny. Not that at all. Sorry, Lenny. Go ahead. But like, a, like you said, he has swag. You were just saying Bad about man. Marcus Kuhn. Yeah. It, there's like an element of confidence and swag that women are attracted to, and it can make somebody a lot more attractive than they are physically. And sometimes that coincides with people who have power and who have money or whatever because it comes along with that and they know how to act in those types of situations. But sometimes you get somebody that's really just comfortable in who they are and they're okay with what they do and, and what they offer to the world, and that's really attractive to someone. And I don't think that it's... Um, that, that formula hasn't worked for me yet. Yeah. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, I've never seen Lenny with a girl. Well, but you don't, but I you don't, don't put out here. enough confidence as know. you he should. He doesn't have the swag. That's what it is. got to well, have something. But but for women, the physical... Old, the reason Natterman gets laid, I will say, is because of his swag. Because he <laughs> he comes up to whoa, whoa, you... Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, the prim- Natterman gets laid? Natterman, do you get laid? I have been known to get laid. Yes, I didn't even realize. <laughs> and it's quite, so, so Chris is actually saying that you oh, have you have swag. Like a theoretical physicist. Because Natterman, Kristen, Kristen just uh, you, you you done fucked up, Kristen. You done fucked up. Because now I know the truth. Swing. <laughs> What's you, the truth? Truth is that you're into me. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> I think he's right. Knowledge is power, baby. Damn. I'm not saying it works on everyone. 
<laughs> but what I'm saying is that Natterman will come up to you and he'll convince you that you want to sleep with him. You don't know it yet, but that's really what Has you want. Has he ever want. come on to you? No. Ever? Not in like a real way, just in a Just in a sneaky... He maintained plausible deniability way. Yes, exactly. Oh, I was just kidding around. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I was. So, so Lenny, we're, we're going to wrap it up. But yeah, how come? How come we've never seen you? Because I a, don't bring them down to the comedy clubs. Right? I, yeah. Oh, my personal is, life and my professional life are two different lives. I think oh, that's I a seen, smart this move. Is Dan yeah. showing us a picture of Jordan George Ferber. Ferber. Yeah. yeah. Also looks like like Mark Maron. Let me see. Little Maron. He has a hot chick. Gore. Oh my God! Beyond. He's like yeah. a, Can you look he's her up? He's like a three. Oh my at God! Best. Kristen, Kristen. What? I'm just saying. Wow. From a, from a purely physical point that's of view. That's his girlfriend. That's him. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> he's dating a clone. Oh God! He's a, he's a trailblazer. I'm, I'm Maybe he has a lot of money. Listen, I'm uncomfortable. Is he gonna get upset? I'm, you know, I don't want to assassinate uh, the reputation of a guy I've never even met on the podcast. Is that okay? We're I'm, not assassinating his character. Just, or but his just his, nothing. His, I mean, it's, he's an overachiever. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're saying yeah. he shouldn't have like a super hot girl, I haven't seen a girl. No. Every he, guy that looks like that knows that they're not as hot as their girlfriend. I mean, we're not saying anything that's like. It's you not know. that he shouldn't have her. It's that the looks are not the deciding factor. Exactly. That's he's all. A, Jordan Ferber is a nine. But he's just not a nine physically. He's a nine with confidence, swag. with swag. We're giving him he, props. Actually. With nice. Does he have swag? He, I never met the guy. I never. Yo, I don't know, but he, he must. Can he MC? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mad Dog, you're out. I'm out. Nice. I'm like Tom Hagen of The Godfather. You're out, Tom. <laughs> but Mike, I can help the family. Just, you're right, Tom. Can I just take your wife and your mistress? Summarize and my position on the yes, matter. Yes. Is that a woman who's a nine will date a guy that's a nine, but not necessarily a nine physically. Ah. He's got to be a nine in, in some way. Now, a woman who is a little more insecure, it was like a seven, might want to date a guy that's really hot because that's the first thing everybody sees, and she's going to want that instant validate. I don't know if there's any merit. No, no, no. It makes her value you. go up. Yeah. But now, if you're a woman, you're a nine, you've probably been messing around with nines and tens because that's your people, and then you get bored with them, and maybe you find that they're shallow or it's just not what you want, and you want more substance. And so maybe looks-wise, who you find is... Not a nine, but like you're saying, everything else, the total package it's gotta is be, that. It's got to be a nine. And they want more of that. And maybe they're finding nines' personalities are negative 33s. I also think women don't date very hot guys because there's the, it's more of a threat. Like, they, guys can't control themselves as it is. Yes. So when you have a really hot guy, as a woman, you're dating that person. It puts a lot more pressure on you than if you're dating someone who's... Who's you know not a not a ten, which is very different from dating a woman who's a ten because most of the time I'm not saying certainly this is not all the time, but hot girls do actually love the guys that they're with and and they can control you know men hitting on them constantly. But guys have a problem with cheating when they're fours. It happens. So if you have a guy that's they probably a ten, have, they probably I mean, have, they probably have less control when you're a four. Well, I'm just saying it's like you said, you know, men, you've always said men are as faithful as their opportunities or whatever. Think, and if I you're think constantly... it was Chris Rock who said that, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, okay, sorry. I, I think that's the second time I, I put his quote and, and attributed it to you. Yeah. But anyway, um, but you support that theory, I guess, is what of I course. should say. If you're a dude you know. and you're a four and you're dating a 10, eventually you're going to have the swag of like an eight, nine, or 10 because you're going to be walking around. And showing her off. That you ain't pulling what Lenny's doing. You ain't leaving her at the house. You're bringing her to the goddamn <laughs> club. You're bringing her to this table. Look at what I got. 
When I, you know, Hell, no, let me just back that up. I've had some no, decent no, girlfriends, no. way above Lenny's my Lenny's not putting her anywhere not near her this anywhere. place. Lenny would never get a 10 anywhere next to his nerdy printer fixer Guys, printer to jokes. Be honest, to be honest, Lenny and I have been dating for the past five years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Say you brought 10. her to the table. See, I knew that shit. She's my 10. That's it. I'm never giving her up. Oh, God. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. So I just want to, I don't know if I, I, I had a meeting today at, uh, at XM uh, Radio. Shit, I keep forgetting to announce the... Uh, Email at the top of the top of the podcast. thing. Please, please send your emails to podcast at comedyshow.com. Chris, remind me next week. I will. And um, we want to get some some detailed notes here because we're trying to move this uh, show to the radio. Even on the radio, we're going to have um, clips of uh, comedians as well. And uh, actually, Lenny, what do you think the 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 way it, it's it's being planned out now? We did one show, which would be kind of like the XM show, and it worked out really well. We had Jay Okerson and uh, who was who else? Kyle Dunnigan. Kyle Dunnigan. And we cut in their comedy, but um, now with this, what's it called, Dan? Sound, Soundcast, Sound, SoundCloud, Sound. No, no, the the royalty thing. Oh, sound, sound Exchange. Uh, sound, sound Exchange. exchange sound the royalty ex- thing. Yeah. yeah. So, the way we do it, we'll do it. We can do a podcast and have like. I don't know, uh, four three-minute clips of comedy of comedians at the round table going downstairs and doing shit. And then those clips would go into the rotation on the comedy channels on Sirius. Okay. And then the comedians would get paid through sound exchange on the basis of these clips. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's great. I do that now with one of my CDs, and I get like a check every quarter from the CD. So it's, <laughs> gr- it's great. You, th- you think the comedians would all be... They, they I would, think so. Just you've got to clear the bit. Because maybe they want to save it for TV. No, or they can choose what, what, whatever yeah. bit they want. I think it, I don't see any comic turning that down. You don't see them turning it down, no. right? So they get so that way because. But they, you know what? I do? I do see them being so lazy not to fill out the sound exchange <laughs> forms. That's, that's a it's, re, it's a lot of stuff. That's a fact. I'll have someone and do it, it for them. Well, most of us, I think, have already filled. I mean, I'm already registered with Sound Exchange. I think most of okay, us. Okay, the, the Jewish comedians will probably have their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who doesn't. Well, any comedian. We got to talk to already. Yeah. Already. So you, you think that's plausible? Because if we can get comedians to... Up until now, I've always been reluctant because you always feel like you're asking for favors. But at this point, when it's on the radio and they can make money on the clips, at this point, I think it becomes... Uh, not that I'm doing a favor, but it's like a you know, quid pro quo, that it's even Steven. Yeah. yeah, I think it's great. Yeah? Yeah, this whole thing's great. Your podcast, the idea of involving the comics from the table. You've had some great guests here, except the one I was supposed to You will. You'll meet her next week, next and, week. Uh, but yeah, what I mean, who... Who doesn't want to do this? It's creative. Who, who's turned you down? So, nah, I'm not doing a stupid podcast. Nobody, nobody. Yeah, uh, Keith Robinson. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you imitated him when you even said it. So, And then my, my goal here, my goal in life is to make, I believe, I told Dan that if we get a radio show, that Dan Natterman needs to take this radio show and make a new career for himself. He needs to take it and run with it because he is born to be on the radio. And that's yep. not to say that you were not also born to be on stage, it's not like saying you have a face for radio, that kind of thing. You're a great stand-up comic. <laughs> no, because you know Dan. Nobody will, was thinking that. No, no. Dan, <laughs> d- d- trust me, Dan will always find the the, the half the half empty. He's in, in here. A half full he likes this. I can. I know Dan for a long time. He's here. He. It'll be great. He'll do it. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm just saying. Of he a, might the, sound kicking the screen, but he's very good at this, and he knows it. There's don't a worry. lot of great stand-up comics who I don't see would be great on the radio. But Dan, I think, would be perfect on the radio. He's got the voice for it. He's got the worldliness for it. He's got the humor for it. And he's also reliable and can be on time. And he's a uh, character, of And course. he's a character. So I think that he, he can really... And he's been, you know, depressed a lot. And he's, I feel like he's hit a dead end with the Letterman and all this stuff. So this can be a new, a new uh, you know... Kick and now the, that, now that kick he's... Kick the can of, of actual 
final well, disappointment no, down all, the road. All I need is to buy myself six months hope at a time. That's what I'm saying. You kick the. <laughs> there you you go. That's wow. exactly what I meant. Kick the can Bingo. down the road. Down the road. Letterman gave me. Six more months. Nah, it gave me a week because already it's a the, week. The, well, the tweets are dying down, Lenny. I was getting tweets every day. I had was great on Letterman. You're like no. a heroin addict. Now yeah. it's all you're down to And a gamblers, week. it's never enough. Yeah. We're always looking for the Dan. next win, baby. So take six months and like it. Kick the I'll can. I'll take another month or so. All right. But beyond that, I need something more. And you know, look, if I ever, if I'm 80 and broke, but at least b- between now and then, <laughs> the f- if I have hope along the way, and they can always blow my head off if needs be. Right. The That's French girl was here <laughs> for a month. Go that for a month, and then put the Letterman on the back of that month, so you got two months. Well, right. that's what I'm saying. So right. if this radio thing at least allows me to believe that something good is in my life for another few months, that's a few months I wouldn't have had otherwise. There you you go. know, a lot of people were thinking that Dan was with that girl was. I didn't that's one it. of the hottest girls I've ever seen. Well, which girl are you talking which about? And she's a the comic? Dutch girl. Sand. Is, is, is not. Her, San, there's a San. friend of mine. We're not dating. She has a boyfriend. Oh. I didn't say you were dating. All right. Oh, that, it's that girl. I'm just saying, you look like what you just see you guys together. No one was, talking about, talking, an, no one was talking about another girl. That no, I wasn't was, talking. I was talking about the Dutch girl. Okay. Is this the girl saw you last Thursday when we worked together? I where were we? Dan, why did it get we that? so many girls that we don't even know selective which girl we're talking about? <laughs> no, no, he's having a selective humble bragging amnesia. <laughs> you had a bunch of people come to see you from Europe. They're all Europeans. A couple dudes, you know, oh, whatever, was... and then some broad, hot broad showed up, all smiley, all giggly. But where were uh, we? We were at the comic strip. Thursday. Yeah, that was her. That was her. Right, which yeah, one was, was her? Which well, that, that was not that, the two dudes. That was the Dutch. That was the Dutch. <laughs> oh, is there any and? question who we're talking about? That girl was. Oh, she, she was uh, on she the podcast last week. That's she was an eleven. See, I don't know what the other girl is, but yeah, this girl was beautiful. And, and what made her even hotter is that she was nerdy. No, that's always a plus. Oh, man, where that's did great. she go? She's back home. She lives in Paris. You think she lives in the podcast? her boyfriend. Listen, she needs to dump that guy. <laughs> that doesn't no. always get in the way, I'll tell you that. San, well, San Natterman. I don't. That oh actually God. has a nice ring to it. San Natterman. What's sand? It's sand and Dan. Are you trying to sandbag me? <laughs> sand. <laughs> <laughs> go, pack, go pack sand. Oh, God. <laughs> well, look. You're bring sand to a beach. Yeah. For you, Dan right, Natterman's on a roll. I'm not it. in any roll. All right, so, I, you know, I, but Natterman uh, doesn't like to jinx things. That's what I get the feeling. That's all right. How, it, listen, he talks too positively about things that might not happen. If, if, if Sand is out there, if she will dump her boyfriend. Oh, come on, well, not, that's not right, man. Come on. I can say whatever I want. You can say it, but it's just not. She it's loves not, it's her not, boyfriend. I had a t- whole listen, conversation. Listen, I think with I think oh, telling that what's his name Ferber was a three was not right. I don't think there's anything wrong with about Bob. Bob. I said Ferber was a nine. He's just not a nine physically. <laughs> I think if Sand is out, Sand, if you're you out talk there, to Sand, can you let me talk? I spoke to Sand at Can you let me at talk length, to Sand? And, you and guys she's very into she's her. She's very into her boyfriend. Thank you. Case closed. Can I just say whatever I want to say? You go ahead. Sand, if you're out there, <laughs> you dump your boyfriend. Oh, for God, come on. And I will send you a ticket. I'm not lying. <laughs> I will send you an airplane ticket to come hang out with, and you can stay in the apartment above the comedy cellar for one week. I will send you a round trip ticket. And a one-week uh, wow. stay in there. If you dump your boyfriend, or at least tell us that you've dumped your boyfriend, and come to a, come to America. Oh my God! This, is like, is, le- this is like the let's make a deal. Well, and wait, 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 let me let me sweeten the pot. What's in door and, number two? And I will put you on stage for one three-minute set at the comedy three cellar. So let's enough. let's review. You get a three-minute set at the comedy <laughs> cellar. Yeah, set of steak knives. A round-trip ticket, coach. <laughs> and you get to stay in the in the in an apartment. This is all just for you dumping your boyfriend. Or just saying, just saying you dump. 
Well, yeah. I mean, how will we know if he really does? Well, no, do that's it? the beauty of it, though. Yeah. She could just be fibbing, get three minutes, come on out, and get loose. Yeah. That is, and I am a man of my words. Well, Sam. I don't think it's very polite to, you know, to, to, to yeah, try to break up a couple, that? but uh, that's your choice. Maybe he's really an asshole. Maybe I, he was cheating on her while I, she was out here. I don't even know when he's for real. Like, there's no telling what what what, what sets him off and what doesn't. No, Dan's being serious. I'm the, he he's knows not very right polite. Not very polite. But yeah. anyway. What um, if it happens? Just in case, yeah. Just in case. I'm just joking. Like you coming on to Kristen. Oh I was God. just joking. Just joking. All right. All right. All right. So uh, we're going to, uh, so uh, uh, Mad Dog, you want to uh, plug? You have a comedy uh, tour, yes? One Mike Comedy Tour, man. Go to Clean Box Entertainment. We're going to be in Philly end of September at the Hard Rock. We're going to be in Portland and Seattle end of October. We're going to be in like the D.C. area mid-October. And then uh, we got a special one coming in uh, December, but I can't talk about it yet. It's going to okay. blow people's minds. Cool. And then I got a podcast, too, if you don't mind me plugging that. It's called Lust for Life. Check that out, man. It's uh, pretty positive dope. Positive energy, brother. Yeah, man. We just He's interview real people. I like this. I yeah. like his energy. Well, thank you, darling. Mad Dog is great. I've been, t- I've been when telling he gets you- energetic, he gets blacker. You notice that? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Well, you know my real dad, the Norris Brent Fleming? That dude was a black dude. I never met him, but my legal father is a black dude. So oh, legal, so but not biological. Yeah, but legal. That's the dude that Norris Brent Fleming comes from, was a black dude. Light-skinned black dude, but because the Italians, they want you to know that. You know, the Italians uh, yeah. had to raise me. They're like, you know, oh, we like, thought uh, he was Calabrese for a minute. Like true romance. Calabrese. Yeah. Yeah, the Moors, which proves that so the black So your there, yeah. mother. Yes. <laughs> and fuck the... And Lenny? Uh, what You'll do you be at the comedy cell. I'll be here. <laughs> I'll be here. I'm on uh, Gotham Comedy Live on Access TV. If you have Verizon Files, you can watch that. I have that. You have that? Yeah. 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 I did a set for them. And uh, what else? I'll be here I'm on doing the road. Stats. Tis, that's for tis the Giants. The season. Tis the season. At that's Lenny right. Marcus, how do we find you on tw- on the Twitterverse? Lenny Marcus NYC. Do you on tweet? The Twitterverse. Yeah. You get retweeted a lot. Mm, well, I don't tweet that much, but I don't. I don't. You want me to do the stats on that? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I should have had Paul Twitter. Mercurio on this week to talk about oh, how he, how God. he got bumped and he had threw a hissy fit. I'm gonna try to get him on next. Uh, he he got here. Oh, he had the hissy fit. Oh my God! He was screaming. He was he was unbelievable. Uh, Who did he get bumped by? <laughs> Who did Paul McCurry get bumped by? Louis? No, Chappelle, Chappelle. Chappelle. Sand. <laughs> you put sand on. Chappelle bumped him. All right. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, please, you, uh, if you made it this far, please send your email to the uh, podcast. podcast at ComedySeller.com. Oh, and your Twitter. Uh, Kristen, you tweet? Yeah, I tweet. I've been taking a break for a little while, but I'm going to get back on it. I, I don't tweet. Chris. I don't know. Uh, I got to follow Chris. I, I know I got myself in trouble. I follow you. you I think you do follow me. Oh, you better right. check. Then, then it's been a while. <laughs> and Dan is one of the all-time great tweeters, actually, and uh, he doesn't get enough We need credit. to get that segment back. It's at Dan Natterman. Yeah. Um, I haven't tweeted yeah, any in a jokes. While. I just tweeted. I, you know, I did some tweet- Letterman-related tweets. I've been responding to tweets. I haven't tweeted any jokes in a while, but... I go back. Yeah, I'm intermittent. Like, are you uh, authenticated? No. Streaky, streaky. I'm not authenticated. <laughs> I only have three thirty-seven hundred followers. I don't even think I can get authenticated. How do you get authenticated? I think you need like five thousand or ten thousand, like some that. kind of round, big round and what number. Do you, they authenticate. I thought somebody in the know has. To no, know. no. You like tell Twitter like, uh, look, I got ten thousand right. so, uh, followers. So, so just so for next week, remind me. First of all, we're gonna have to say the say the email at the top of the podcast. Yeah. B, let's go on a campaign to pe- people to follow Dan. On Twitter. On Twitter, okay. We'll ask everybody within the sound of his voice to stop and go on Twitter and follow Dan Natterman. Let's see if we can get you up to 5,000. And you really got a tweet, though. What do you got now? I got 3,700. All right. Close. Which is very embarrassing, Let's see I the think. power of the podcast. Have- <laughs> it's not embarrassing, but, like, I have friends that aren't even in show business that have more than that. We do- All you have to do is get Artie yeah. to ask people to follow you. He's a monster he has, like, on there. 40, He's unbelievable. followers. 
How many, how many does Louis C.K. have? Oh, millions. But a million. And he doesn't even tweet at all. Well, yeah. he doesn't. He tweets, but he doesn't tweet like jokes. He just tweets like, I'll be here, I'll be here. And that's intermittent as well. And Prince is tweeting now? I, I read Apparently, about Apparently, yeah. Nobody knows. follow him. The know. problem with tweeting is you really can't lie about how big you are. Like, tweeting, it's, it's not a perfect indication of your level of fame, but it's pretty good. And, uh, and so it's, it really lets you know where you stand in a, in a very... I think. Yeah, real kind of way. Real way. <laughs> Dan is 37. Dan, Dan will well, find the uh, negative. He says, like, being on Letterman, that doesn't tell you where you stand. Yeah. But uh, having 3,700 Twitter followers, well, that tells me where it's I stand. It's not a perfect measure. There's there's other factors. And, and you, you can be famous and just not appeal to the kind of people that are on Twitter. Yes. Or you could just not be an active tweeter. So it's not a perfect measure, but it's it's a measure in any in any case. I bet Al Pacino doesn't even have a. He may not have an account. He probably doesn't have a, a hundredth, phone. a hundredth of what <laughs> Lady Gaga has, but I think he's pretty famous. Yeah. Maybe even more famous. I'm tweeting than her. here. <laughs> 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 All right, thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Good night. Appreciate it. If you'd like to write us uh, comments or suggestions for topics, or if you'd like to be a guest at the Comedy Cellar podcast, please write us an email to podcast at comedycellar.com. We would like to hear from you. It's podcast at comedycellar.com. Thank you.